This is the Talking Points podcast from Lesset Camper Communications. things we always wanted out of public education. We want families to be involved. We want parents there. Like we kind of force that to happen. Like this model allows that to bloom. Hello, this is Mark Rickle with Lessig and Camper Communications. Uh, last week, parents, students, educators, and stakeholders across the country celebrated National School Choice Week. While the term is pretty self-explanatory, school choice is the process of affording parents and and caregivers the opportunity to choose the K through 12 academic environment that best meets their child's needs. Now, believing that every child is unique and all children learn differently, the idea of school choice means that some children might succeed in a traditional classroom, while others might fit better at a charter, magnet, online, private, or home learning environment. At Lessig and Camper, we have the privilege to work with five Connections Academy schools in Ohio, Minnesota, and Missouri. Uh, Connections Academy is a tuition-free online school for students in grades K through 12, offering an engaging, high-quality academic experience through a safe social learning environment that helps students learn how best um, learn how they best learn. Um, we thought it would be interesting to bring a few of these uh, school uh, leaders together to have a brief conversation about school choice and what that represents in their respective states. Uh, we are joined uh, by Marie Hanna, Superintendent of Ohio Connections Academy, uh, uh, Ann Wasman, Principal of Falcon View Connections Academy in Minnesota, and Lindsay Hunt, School Leader at Missouri Connections Academy. Um, thank you all for taking uh, some time and talking with us today. Let me start with Marie. Um, you're kind of the, the, the senior school on, on, on our panel today. Um, Ohio Connections Academy has been serving Ohio students and their families for more than 20 years. Uh, the school has been around as long as the term school choice has been around. But Marie, you have advocated uh, for school choice at events. Um, we've, we've been there with you. You've testified before the Ohio legislature at times when there's been some challenges regarding charter schools, whether it be their effectiveness or accountability. But over the last few years, it's kind of died down a little bit. But talk about the culture in Ohio as far as school choice goes now. Well, I think the pandemic changed everything, including the educational landscape for parents. And once the schools, local schools closed, I think families really were were afraid and were very, very thankful that there were some options to have their student be able to learn online with an experienced school that that had been doing that type of instruction for a very long time. So I think it was very comforting to families to have this option. And we, we became much more appreciated than I think we were in the past. And, and um, I think I remember uh, quite a bit of what happened. It was kind of um, interesting as a lot of schools resorted to uh, uh, remote emergency learning, I guess, or emergency remote learning. Um, turn to you um, and to your teachers, you know, I guess maybe it just happened or I don't know if it was an organized effort, but a lot of teachers were reaching out to uh, the teachers at Ohio Connections Academy and asking, how do you do this? 
Well, there were several uh, opportunities that arose during that time. I know groups of my administrators put on some webinars in Congress with Ohio Department of Education and with our local educational regional centers. Uh, we did have some of the people in the districts that knew our teachers, uh, you know, reach out to them and ask them for advice. Uh, we did, you know, have some training uh, opportunities that occurred throughout the pandemic to assist uh, our local districts and, and administrators and teachers and, and how to deliver instruction, how to uh, get engagement among students in an online environment. So, yeah, we, we worked with a lot of different agencies in Ohio to do that. Great. Now, Ann, you've been the principal at Falcon View Connections Academy and in Minnesota uh, ever since the school opened in 2019. Um, the, the school is authorized by the, and I'm going to butcher this, the Wabasha Kellogg um, School District, correct? That's correct. Yes. Yes. And that, which the interesting point here is that that enables students at Falcon View uh, to participate in extracurricular activities um, at their local school. If they if they so choose so and and we've met a few um, who who have enrolled in in uh, Falcon View just for that purpose alone, but you know talk about the option for student that option for students and that that importance as well as other reasons that you've you've seen students choose Falcon View connections. Yeah, absolutely. You're you're correct. Um, because of the Minnesota State High School League um, policies through through those competitive sports and other activities in the high school years, um, uh, the the partnership that we do have with the local school district, um, Wabasha, as you mentioned, um, it, it does. It enables them to be able to compete in their local area, um, remain on with their their school in in whatever capacity that they had been prior, um, and then and then still have that opportunity um, for the flexible learning from home um, with our program. Um, so we've we've seen a lot of families, um, you know, who who do reach out to us with with uh, questions about that eligibility for their child. Is this something we can continue with? Because it's important for them. It's important for, uh, of course, their not only the academic growth for their child, but um, but socially and. Um, um, and having that physical activity, that outlet, it, it really is something that many families value and, and uh, their students really thrive, having, having that variety of activity at their fingertips. And, and, and in addition to sports, I mean, that could be music, theater, and other things too. Yes. What, other, what other, I mean, um, you know, reasoning, reasons are students uh, coming to your school that you're seeing as well? I think it's really the, the, the opportunity for um, families and, and, and parents who, who really do, uh, do desire to be an active, you know, to have that active role in the education of their student. Um, you know, during the pandemic, I believe a lot of our uh, families uh, in, in Minnesota um, you know, realized, wow, I, I have this wonderful opportunity and it really works well for me and my child uh, for me to be closely, closely involved and, and working alongside them. Um, and, and that's something that maybe they hadn't hadn't thought about in the past that, you know, would that be a good fit for their child? And, uh, and that's something that a lot of our, our parents and, and we call them learning coaches at our school, um, uh, what they really, really do want to um, continue with and, and find that their, their, their child really is much happier and, uh, and, and enjoys learning from home alongside them. 
Now, Lindsay, you've been the school leader at Missouri Connections Academy since the school opened in 2020. Uh, Missouri has been a state that has recognized school choice. However, in the last year, it was found to be, you know, maybe difficult for parents to exercise that option. Uh, Lindsay, talk about what was happening in Missouri and kind of your role in making some changes that were necessary. So in the state of Missouri, the first, you know, we opened in 2020 and for the first two years of our existence, so students could come to Missouri Connections Academy only if the resident district approved it, right? So to give people an idea, last year we had 7,000 applications for students to come to Missouri Connections Academy and we had 651 students. So we knew that students were getting not, they didn't have a choice. So we were calling it school choice, but there was really no choice at all because it was the district's choice. It wasn't it wasn't the student's choice. And we knew that there, there was the need and the want for parents to have the choice where their children, you know, went to school. So last year we kind of embarked on this legislative pilgrimage, if you will, to um to really bring true school choice to the state of Missouri. And there was lots of testifying um, at the Capitol. There were a lot of um, lots of data being reported, you know, to, to legislators. And I made videos to send to um, to the Senate, to the House, so they could understand, like, what our parents are going through, right? Like, um, kids have lots of reasons that they want to come to Missouri Connections Academy. And whatever that reason is, that's a good enough reason for them to come. And their voice wasn't being heard. So we worked really hard last year so that um, parents' voices, they could be heard. And the legislation recognized that. And the the governor signed a bill into law, House Bill um, 1552, that does allow parents the actual choice to determine what school that their kid goes to for virtual. So like, so they can decide if their student goes to a full-time virtual program. Um but the the parents get to make that choice. And we went from 651 kids to um, we opened up at 1100 and then we gained another 350 this semester. So what we're seeing is, yeah, parents really did want that choice. Right. And it was be, they were having to overcome so many barriers. What we were able to do last year was to remove kind of the biggest barrier for them so they could have the ease of enrollment into the virtual program of their choice. But last week, the National School Choice Awareness Foundation released a survey of U.S. parents and found that 16.6 percent of all parents chose new schools for their children within the past year. Um, 11.3% uh, considered new schools, 25.8% are currently considering new schools. So in total, 53.7% of parents considered or are considering a new school. Marie, does this surprise you? Or is, do you think maybe like you mentioned after the pandemic that people are realizing there are alternatives? Well, I think there's a whole confluence of things happening here. The pandemic did absolutely make our families or make families across the country, first of all, understand that there were options. And then secondly, I think that that th- this also started a, a surge of, of parent interest in what was being taught in the schools. And we did start to see some of that situation 
uh, unfolding last school year where people were coming to board meetings. I think there was some concern about how long the schools were closed. I think just all together, there's questions kind of came out of the districts, their, their, their home districts operations and instruction and, and things that hadn't been uh, true before. I think the other thing about this is it's kind of a generational thing. And I say this to my team all the time. I think the the younger generation is is much more open to disruption. And, and I did notice it was those younger parents. And then it was people of color who have felt like they've been underserved. So, yeah, I think it does make sense. Uh, and what what did you think too? I mean, are are you seeing more and more coming? Um, at least inquiring, and and what are they asking? Yeah, absolutely. It's a great question. I the types of questions that that I do field on a regular basis um, are different, and they have uh, they have progressed over the last couple of years. I think maybe two years ago we would have had tell me about your school. How does it even work? Right. To very specific questions about, um, you know, what, what exactly does my language arts class look like in a live session and how many students? And I mean, just more specifics, uh, more specific questions, which tells me that families are um, exploring, taking time to talk with neighbors, friends, doing their research on all of the variety of programs that are available in Minnesota and, and really taking a hard look at, is, is this a good fit for my, my family, my students? Um, um, and, I, and I also think that, uh, as we all know, the, a, a big result of the pandemic is um, the employers, uh, employers uh, in offering parents uh, more flexibility in their uh, work location and maybe in their work schedule. And uh, perhaps if they had thought about uh, at home, you know, online distance learning for their child in the past, it wasn't a reality, perhaps, but now as uh, employers are, are really offering more flexibility to parents, that too um, has opened up, uh, you know, their their thought process in 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 which route that might work best for their child. And and Lindsay, being the kind of a more recent uh, addition to the Connections Academy roster, I, I guess, but you know, in Missouri, were you spending a lot of time explaining to parents what online learning is? I mean. A lot of a lot of a lot of folks thought what they saw during the pandemic as far as remote learning, they might have equated that to, well, this must be what Connections Academy does or any other online school. But absolutely. Well, and it, it wasn't just the families, it was even the legislation, like or the legislators, like helping them understand like what we do here is not what was happening during the pandemic because they're like, oh, what about this? What about accountability? What about like, let, let, me, let me walk you through a day that is not the, the same thing. And so really trying to differentiate what those things are, but absolutely. And, you know, and I would bet that um, these two ladies have these same conversations with parents that, that I do really trying to work with them before they come into the program. So they do understand what they're walking into. Right. And I do, it, it's a consumer's world right now. And so they do get to, they do have lots of choices, but we want, you know, when they walk in the door at Missouri Connections Academy, we want them to be fully aware of, you know, this is what your expectation is as a learning coach or as, you know, and, and this is what we do as a teacher. And this is what our learning management system does. Like, so they, when they walk through that door, they are fully aware, this is not one 
you never have to talk to anybody or the flip side where you're sitting necessarily eight hours a day on a Zoom meeting, right? We're really trying to educate them ahead of time. So when they come to, like I said, walk through those doors at Missouri Connections Academy, they said, this is a good choice for us. We know what we're walking, no surprises, right? Um, And we find that people, parents are happier when they understand this is what it is because some of them may say this actually isn't for me and that's okay. It doesn't have to be right. But this is who we are. So just a lot of educating on this is what our virtual learning model is. Marie, I know, I know you guys do a concentrated effort at the beginning of every year of onboarding new students and families. I mean, talk about that. Well, I'm, we do set up well, and it's of course been a little disrupted because of the pandemic, but Uh, We started with our beginning of the year events where we went around the state and we had people come in person to sit with some teachers and and some administrators and actually go onto the platform and learn how to handle the LMS and let them ask questions. Um, Now we have to do it more in a virtual uh, presentation, but at the beginning, Throughout the summer and into the school year, we ha- we hold several events where we invite all the families to come and to actually sample all the different parts of being at the school and, and talk to some teachers and get a chance to talk to a few administrators to really give them a chance to learn about the school in a, in a kind of a comprehensive way. Uh, well, and, and at the... Just going to this last question, and you've each have said it differently. Uh, you know, th- this approach. I mean, yes, there's a teacher. Uh, yes, there's a live lesson classroom setting that the students all utilize. Uh, but there is a lot of self discipline that this requires for students. This also requires a lot of parental involvement. Um, and and even though those things are there, I mean, this is not an approach that works for every student. Um, and and you're pretty open and clear about that, uh, you know, for every new student that comes through. So I'll have each of you talk about that, and then I'll let you go. Uh, Marie, go first about about that approach. Well, I, I do think it's really important throughout the the enrollment process, and even as soon as they final confirm and are enrolled in the school, to to do as much as possible to contact those families and to make sure they understand what they're getting themselves into. That really is job one. And basically it is true. This is not for everyone. And it's really important that people engage. And I think that for the most part, when the family and the student are engaged, even if it starts a little rough, because it is not unusual for the, for things to start a little rough, at the very beginning of um, the you know the virtual school experience, yeah. so I think that's important to sort of you know mark here that it is not it is going to be kind of a hard transition. So you do need to allow some time to learn how to to be yeah. in this environment to uh, have the student find their time management or find their groove or whatever to, you know, be able to uh, complete the assignments and and participate in the school. And what do you, what do you tell us? 
What do you tell a family when they call and say, oh, my God, I don't know what I'm doing. I think I broke my computer or, you know, <laughs> no, there, there is a learning curve. I mean, I mean that is uh, something we hear quite often and, and it's different for everyone. Right. In terms of what what is uh, the, the technology expertise or background of a, of a caretaker or of a learning coach or even of a student, um, you know, and, and that does differ. But um, but we have. A, a, a staff that is so fully equipped and ready to help. We have a lot of uh, resources and tutorials and videos. So, so you know, the sky's the limit in all of the um, the help that we can provide. But, um, but I do agree. It, it you know that learning coach presence is is critical. I mean, in particular in the younger grades. It you know that the time they spend with their student one to one. Uh, you know, it does uh, dwindle as as they move through the grades and into the high school. Um, but but that's intentional. And, and we're really we're a partner with the learning coach and the parents um, in ensuring their student is learning and thriving in the program. And so, um, you know, that's that's a critical point uh, that we depend on 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 that that person or that that uh, individual in the home uh, to work with us. And um, so that's that that's critical, uh, I think. Um, another piece of you know how the program is designed um, within the the curriculum. I mean, there the bulk of the instruction is coming through that curriculum with the with the, the various modules in audio, video, text, and interactives. I mean, that's that's the bulk. Um, the 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 one to one group instruction time with the teacher in the large class. That's a small part of their of their week and their learning day. And what that really does is it enables the teacher to have the time. Uh, to work one-to-one with students, to develop individual programs for students. Um, and, that, and that is not something that really, I believe, typically was available in what we saw in remote or, I mean, emergency learning, right, um, in many of the uh, traditional uh, schools. So, so that's a huge advantage when we have, we know learners are diverse in what they need. And so it allows, it allows our, our teachers to, to, to fulfill those needs for them. And and Lindsay, I'll let you have the last word here. But you know that's one thing we run into or we hear a lot about. I mean, this is a, a virtual classroom where the students are all over the state, um, all in one, where there is a teacher leading the live lesson. But the most surprising thing I've heard is the relationships that the students have with their teacher. And, you know, and that one-on-one and that uh, individualized approach, they feel like, and I've heard teachers say this too, I came to this school because I feel like I get a closer connection with the students. Explain that for me. Well, I don't know if I can explain it to you, but I can say like, we will talk to, when we're interviewing teachers, we'll say like, you're going to feel more connected to your kids. And they're like, I, I don't understand how, like, I don't understand how I can do this. And then one of my favorite things is, you know, after we hire them and they're like, you are right. Like I know these kids on an individual level. And I think about, you know, when I was a brick and mortar teacher, like you would get kids that were really good at hiding, right? If they didn't want to answer a question or if they didn't want to be seen in the classroom, they knew they, they were very talented at not causing disruption. And they could go an entire school day 
and no one would speak to them, right? Or they would go a week and a teacher would never even talk to them. Well, here we have systems, we have processes to kind of root that out so that we have eyes on everybody. And I think, and again, I think these two ladies would agree with me as well. Like they probably have systems built into their school where we make sure we see every kid, right? Whether it's through an RTI system, whether it's through an engagement system where we're like, we have not talked to this kiddo for you know, a week or two weeks, whatever it is, um, we haven't talked to this parent. And I think that's another thing um, that I would bet people agree with me on this one too. You don't just get to know the kid, you get to know the family, right? You know, mom, dad, sister, brother, sometimes grandma, aunt, uncle, like all those things. And it's like, and, and I know like this is, people are probably like, oh, is it really this magical? Kind of, it is that like, those things we always wanted out of public education. We want families to be involved. We want parents there. Like we kind of force that to happen. Like this model allows that to bloom. Um, and it sets the stage for all those stakeholders to be involved. So I don't know that I actually answered your question. I think I probably went all the way around it, but, but there's so many pieces of engagement that help you understand who that kid is, who that family is. And this is our best way to support and to get to know this kid so that they feel like this is home to them. They don't, they don't feel like they're missing something because they're not sitting in a classroom, right? They feel connected. They feel engaged. And probably most importantly, they feel like they're getting the opportunity and experience that they deserve. Thank you for listening to Talking Points. You can download previous podcast episodes by visiting lessitcamper.com slash talkingpoints or searching directories such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google.